five lines to the bottom of Peiches, Amad Beis, Amar Mar. Today's daf is daf Peites. Let's go. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us in the Brisa. Upturim ilasais Pesach Sheni. All right? Now, what we're dealing with is when you have five people who brought a Karbam Pesach. You remember this from yesterday. Five who bring Karbam Pesach. After the Shechita, they skin the animal, they take the hides, and they notice on one of the hides a wart that makes the animal a trefa. So one of these five animals is zikr puzzle. Okay? So we said that, listen, you can't eat the carbon Pesach, but Lemaisa, you also can't bring a Pesach Sheni because 80% of them, we know, ultimately, were Makrib did offer a kosher carbon. So there's also not going to be a Pesach Sheni. That was the price that says the Gemara. Granted, 80% of them brought a kosher carbon. Four out of five. But the fifth guy, the one who actually, we don't know who it is, but the one who actually brought the carbon with the wart did not fulfill his mitzvah. Okay? So... What about him? Says the Gemara. You know why? You're right. There's going to be one guy that doesn't end up bringing a Pesach Rishon or Pesach Sheni. But we're just stuck. And we'll show you why, says the Gemara. It's impossible. Now, Hechi of it. Hechi the oven. What do you want the guy to do? What do you want them to do? Basically, Pesach, if you're going to say, that each one should bring a Pesach Sheni, all five of them should bring a Pesach Sheni, uh, because I might be the one who had the wart on the Pesach Rishon. It's going to come out that they're offering Chulin in the Azara, because 80% of them, four out of five, already brought their carbon. So this animal is not a carbon. So Lacey, Kulu, Chad, Pesach, maybe you should t- tell me that, oh, so let all five of them join in for one Pesach Sheni, because at least now you'll know that one-fifth of this Pesach Sheni is valid. You understand why? One out of the five is certainly obligated in a Pesach Sheni, because his carbon was not valid for Pesach Rishon. One out of five was not good, says the Gemara. So nobody brings a Pesach Sheni. The Gemara says, well, one second. Maybe let all five of them join in one animal. For Pesach Sheni, the same way you make a Chabura for a regular carbon Pesach, a group for regular carbon Pesach, make a group for the second Pesach, and let all five of them join in. And this way you know that at least one of them needed this Pesach Sheni, and you're not bringing Chulin into the Azara. Because you know it has Kedusha. Mm, that's a problem, though. You know why? Because you're not allowed to include people that aren't obligated in a, in a carbon Pesach. You can't include a non-Jew in a carbon Pesach, right? You can't include a person out of bris in a carbon Pesach. Four-fifths of these guys can't join in the Pesach because they're not obligated. It's going to come out that if all five of them chip in for one animal, well, four of them are eating from a carbon Pesach that they have no place to be in. So, hi, my. So, what are your other options? It's basically... It's not the little translation, but I might. What are you going to do? All right. Nasi, kol chad me nayum pischa v'nesi v'neima. 
I'll tell you what to do, says the Gemara. Let each one of the five bring a Pesach Sheni, even though we know four of them are not obligated. We just don't know which four. Let all five, though, bring an offering and say like this. If a month ago, my animal was the one with the wart, then I want my animal to now be my Pesach Sheni. The EDD Tam, and if I actually brought a kosher carbon Pesach, let my animal be a Shlom. We know that a carbon Pesach and the Shlomim are in the same family. So make a stipulation and say, let everybody bring the carbon. Ah, you're bringing Chulin into the Azara for four fifths? Not true. Let those four out of the five make a stipulation that if I'm the one, if I'm, if I'm the one who had a mum, so this is my carbon Pesach. And if mine did not have a mum, so now it's my shlamim. Let them do that. Says the Gemara, also not possible. To make that condition is simply not possible. Top of today's daf. Why? Says the Gemara, and what we're going to do now for the next little bit, the next half of Amud, till we get to the Mishnah, is basically go back and forth and discuss that even though the Karban Pesach is in the Shlomim family, we do find subtle differences in how those Karbanos are done. And therefore, you can't just make a condition, oh, well, if it's not my Pesach, it should automatically be a Shlomim. It can't work like that. And what we do for the next half, Amma told the Mishnah, and by the way, we have three Mishnayas on today's daf, okay? Two Mishnayas on Amad Aleph, one Mishnah on Amad Beis, so get ready for a Mishnah Daf. Um, but what we're going to do now is just go back and forth and show why a Pesach and a Shlomim are different. And you're, it's not so simple to just keep Shlomim as a conditional backup. Here we go. The Gemara says, On a Shlomim, the Kohen gets as a gift the Chazeh, the, the breast of the animal, the Shaykh, and the leg. The Kohanim eat that in a Shlomim. In a Karban Pesach, the owner eats it. Okay? So you see a difference between a Shlomim and a Pesach. So I can't just show up and say, oh, if this is not, if this is my uh, uh, Pesach, if this is my Pesach, then I want it to be my Pesach. And if it's not my Pesach, I want it to be a Shlomim. Well, what are you going to do with the, with, with the, with the Chaz of a Shaykh? Can't dance at two Chazes with them. Are you going to give it to a Kayin because it's a Shlomim, or are you not going to give it to a Kayin because it's a Pesach? What are you going to do? Says the Gemara... Let each one of them include a Kohen in his Karban Pesach. And therefore you don't have to give away the Karban Pesach. Because just register a Kohen as part of your Chabura. Give him the Chaz of And you could say like this. If we're obligated in the Karban Pesach. So this is our Pesach. And we're making sure. And, and, and really any of us could eat it. But we're just giving it to the, the Kohen. going to eat the Chaz of for for uh, good time's sake. And if it's a shlamim, the kayin's eating the kaz of chaz of a shaykh. So we're covering ourselves. Sigmara so says, no. Not an option. Why not? Hi, kayin echidom. Where's this kayin coming from? Where's this magical kayin popping into thin air from? Eid the Pesach. If the kohen brought a Pesach Rishon, so he's not obligated now a month later on Pesach Sheni. So doma hai Pesach, uvenim to Pesach nechel He can't eat it. 
and if he's obligated in Pesach Sheni, maybe this animal is Taka Ashlamim, Velay Avid Pesach. And it's not even a Pesach at all. What do we say? Let all five of them bring one Koyin, the Loy of Pesach, and they find somehow find a Koyin that didn't make a Korban Pesach on the first month. And, and, and uh, you know, put him on, put this same Koyin on all five animals. Register him on five animals. The Meman of Shachik, the Pesach, the Kodnafkele. And the Kayan will ultimately, there's only one anyway. What are you going to say? He's, he's uh, counted towards multiple carbon Pesachs? No, he's not. You know why? Because really, four out of the five aren't real carbon Pesachs anyway. So register him for each of the Karbanas and Shalom al Yisrael. Says Gemara, no. That's not an option. You know why? The problem is going to be that not only is there a difference in the gifts to the Kohen between Pesach and Shlomim, but a Karban Pesach and a Karban Shlomim also have different time frames in which they are permitted to be eaten. The Ilu Pesach Liyom Valayla, a Karban Pesach has a day and a night. The Ilu Shlomim Lishneyomim Valaylechad. The Shlomim has an extra day before it becomes Nosar. The Naisi Meiser Pesach Venema says the Gemara, okay, fine, you're right, you got an extra time frame, but let's go like this. Let each one of the five, again, what did we say? The bottom line halacha is that we said in the Mishnah, all five of them cannot bring a Pesach Shani. That's what we said. We're trying to challenge that and find other opportunities to say that maybe they should be allowed to bring a Pesach Shani, okay? The Naisi Meiser Pesach Venema says the Gemara, here's what you should do. Register one coin on all five psachim. Okay? Then bring the nosar of the carbon pesach. The name on say, if my carbon was not valid a month ago. So this is my pesach sheni. And if I actually brought a kosher carbon. This animal should be a shlamim. The Mosar HaPesach Ne'echal Liyom Belayla Echad Because the Nisar of Karban Pesach is allowed to be eaten for only one day and one night. Okay? Meaning a Pesach Sheni a Pesach Sheni if we're making it conditional as a Shlomim so we'll say, listen burn the meat of Pesach Sheni, because we're going to give it the same time frame as the Nisar of a regular carb. And therefore, it's going to have the same time frame as a Shlomim. And now we're back to our question let one Kohen be registered on all five, and we don't have this issue of times of when it becomes Nisar. Says the Gemara, How can you initially? Be mafresh set something a set something aside initially, limaisares for what will in the future be left over. Over here, what's happening is the owner is setting this aside. Only if I did 
fulfill my mitzvah of carbon Pesach initially? Well, what's coming out is, if now, by my Pesach Sheni, my carbon is valid, so, I'm sorry, if now by Pesach Sheni, it wasn't even needed, so now it's not a Pesach, it's not a carbon Pesach at all, and there's no issue of nicer. Answers the Gemara, so maybe we should say, bring it, and you'll go find nicer. We're not going to go ahead and say, initially, you should leave leftovers. Okay? But maybe we should say, bring a Pesach Sheni, and go find, listen, it's always going to be, you know, you're, you're going to find uh, some sort of a Chabura of Pesach Sheni that leaves something over. So Gemara says, okay, fine. You're right. Maybe that could be a difference uh, between, um, you know, that, that could be a reason to connect Shlomim and Pesach Sheni. So if we do find a reason to connect Shlomim and Pesach Sheni, let's go back to our Mishnah now. Why do we say that when you have five owners and the skins get mixed up, you find a wart on one, one certainly puzzle, that nobody should bring a Pesach Sheni. Now you find you have an option for Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara says, no, there's still no option for Pesach Sheni because you can't use... Um, a shlamim as your conditional backup. Why not? Because of the chi of the obligation of smicha. Okay? Now, when they would take a animal um, for a carbon, the owner would... What does the word smicha mean? We're familiar with the word smicha from a rabbi, right? Somebody receives smicha. The word smicha means... That, that this person's worthy of leaning on. The word smicha means to lean. That we can lean on them, we can rely on that person in, in certain areas of halacha. There's different types of smicha and different areas of shulchan aruch as well. One of the steps, we're not talking about that smicha, but it, but it has the same meaning. One of the steps of the carbon is that the animal, is that the, the animal would be leaned on. The owner would put their weight Onto the animal, the ilu pesach loy smicha. We don't do a leaning by a carbon pesach. The ilu meisar by smicha, but by a a pesach sheni, we do have smicha. Okay. Now we're not sure what well, you know. We're not sure exactly how to categorize this yet. So Gemara says, carbon anoshim. When a carbon is brought for men, beseder. You're right. If it's brought for women, women never do smicha. There's no difference between a Pesach and a Shlomim for a woman. So what would happen if five women have the skins? You know, why don't we allow them to bring a Pesach Sheni? The difference is going to be in how the blood is sprinkled. There's the Pesach and the Shlomim blood were sprinkled in different ways on them. The Pesach only had one sprinkle on each side of the on the side of the mizbeach. would have two sprinklings, which are four, without getting into too much detail about this. But basically, the shlamim was sprinkled twice. It ended up splattering onto additional places, so it ended up hitting four different corners of the mizbeach. But the bottom line is, you see a difference in how the blood was sprinkled, and therefore you can't just say you can't just bring a carbon pesach and say, "Oh, this is my carbon pesach," and if I'm not obligated, then it should be my shlamim. This is my Pesach Sheni. And if not, this is Shlom. You can't just say that. I mean, which one is it? I have to know how to sprinkle the blood. So Gemara says, my nafkamina. Why is it such a big deal that the blood is sprinkled differently? Why is it such a big deal? But Tanan, 
the Mishnah taught us, but we learned in the Mishnah. Even if you need two sprinklings, but any carbon that's brought on the outside is beach, as long as I do one, is taka kosher. So the additional sprinkling is not ma'akev. It's not crucial. All right, no. If you say, oh, you sprinkle the Pesach one way, the Shlom, so you see there's a difference, and therefore you can't just make a condition. Says the Gemara, yes, you could. Sprinkle once, that's you do for a Pesach, and your slumim is valid with that too. The Chatcheli is supposed to do an additional one, but it's a valid sprinkling, even for a slumim. So, so that can't be the reason why, why uh, we're not allowing it to be conditional shlumim. Rather, the reason why you can't make it a conditional shlumim is the Ibu Pesach Bish Karban Pesach. The blood is poured on by the Mizbeach, Ilu Shlamim, Bizrika, but by Shlamim it's done with spritching. Says Gemara, same thing we said before. The Mainaf Kimina, granted, ideally it's supposed to be done differently. But time learned to the price of Kony, Son of Bizrika, Shenosim, Bishvicha, Yatsa. Anytime you pour, you have fulfilled your Chiyuf. So even though Shlamim is supposed to be uh, spritched and not supposed to be poured like the Pesach, but if I do pour it, it's fine. So just pour it. Gemara says, Amar amrinon I'll tell you like this, that what we're going to say is this, that by a shlumen, if you didn't sprinkle, you could pour and it's valid. That's only if that happens. But you're not going to say to somebody that they should initially go ahead and do something wrong. We're not going to tell the person, L'chatchila, take your shlamim and pour the dam. No. What's the way to sprinkle the blood? I'm sorry, what's the way to, to bring the blood of a shlamim? By sprinkling. I, bidiyavad, if you did pour like a Pesach, it's valid. Fine. You're not going to go ahead and tell somebody to do something in a way where it's not the, which is not really the way it's supposed to be done. Period. End of that discussion concerning five mixed-up carbonis. Okay. Here we go. First, let's read the Mishnah. Zuck the Mishnah. First Mishnah of our three Mishnayas of the Daf. Let's get rolling. Haim of person says to his kids, very cryptic Mishnah. So it's not going to make sense to us until the Gemara explains it. All right? But just follow along the wording of the Mishnah. A father says to his sons, I will shecht a Pesach whoever shows up first to Yerushalayim. All right? Last one to show up is a rotten egg. First one to show up gets to be part of my carbon Pesach. And he heads off to Yerushalayim to shecht his carbon trying to get his kids out off the couch. Whoever shows up first gets to be part of my carbon, and he goes. What's the halacha? Listen to this. Kivon shehichnes harishon. As soon as the, as soon as the first son comes in, roshoverubo, his head and most of his body, enter Yerushalayim. Zacha bechelka yumezake es achiv imai he gets his portions, and he also gets the portions of his brothers that are with him. Okay? 
And if in your brain you're thinking what? Good. Good. What's going on? Again, what did the Mishnah say? Rab Jonathan, thanks for joining us. We are up to the Mishnah in the middle of Peitas Aleph. Let's repeat the Mishnah. A father says to his sons, last one to Yushalayim is a rotten egg. First one who shows up gets to be part of my carbon. Says the Mishnah, as soon as the majority on the head of the first son comes in, he gets his portion in the carbon Pesach, and he gets the portions for his brothers that are with him. What's going on? Zok the Gemara. Gemara says, first and foremost, you see, and this is the same assumption that we said from the previous Mishnayis. First of all, you see, there's retroactive inclusion of a Karban Pesach. Because the father is shechting the Karban. Does he know which son is going to show up? No. As soon as the son shows up, that determines who it is. So you see that retro that whenever the son walks in, retroactively he was part of the karba. Okay? You get that? Omar Abiyakhan says, No. The only reason why the father said this to his son is to teach them that when it comes to mitzvahs, they should get off the couch and get cracking. But really, he had them exactly, he had them all in mind. The entire time. And take a Nami. And this is what the Mishnah has to mean. Because otherwise this Mishnah is very difficult to understand. Diktani. Because we said in the end of the Mishnah. What did we say? As soon as the brother walks into Yerushalayim. He gets the portions for him and his brothers. Now what does that mean? Why his brothers? If you're going to say that they were all originally had in mind anyway. Shapir. This makes a lot of sense. As soon as he shows up. So oh. The father really intended for all of them, but he's tried to say, you know, the last one is a rotten egg in order to get them to run faster. But if you're going to say that all the brothers were not counted originally, can they be included like the Reb David? This is getting to your point. Once they are shechted, can they be, once the animal shechted, can they be counted towards the karba? But tonight we learned in the Mishnah, no, people can keep changing chaburas until the animal shechted. But once the animal shechted, you're part of that chabura. Shmamino, you see from here that the taka, that's what the father had in mind. The father did not have in mind for one child over the other. Rather, he was just trying to speed them up and he really had in mind all the children. Tanamiyachi learned the bride simile, maisa the kadmu bonois le bonim. One time this happened and the guy's daughters got to Yerushalayim faster than his sons. And um, it came out that the daughters cared more about this mitzvah than the sons. But ultimately, as Rashi explains, what you see from here is no father would have in mind specifically his daughters more than his sons. I want my daughters to get the mitzvah garden Pesach, but not my sons. That doesn't make sense. So you see from here that really the father, uh, the, in the, we're dealing with a father's intention of having all his sons be part. That's why as soon as they show up, they're all counted towards the carbon. Okay. Next Mishnah. 
this is going to tell us, you know, like in sports, they, the teams could trade players, right? There's a, there's a trade deadline. There's a trade deadline. Once you get towards a certain point in the season, you can't switch teams anymore. Whatever team you're with, you're with for the remainder of that season. And the Carbon Pesach was in Chaburis. There were groups. So, what was the trade deadline for a Carbon? When am I allowed to trade from one team to another team? You can always join a Carbon Pesach as long as there's going to be the size of an olive of meat for a Carbon. People can be counted towards a carbon and leave a group. The trade deadline is from when the animal is shechted. If you're part of a group and that animal is now shechted, you are stuck with that carbon. Reb Shimon Aymer, Reb Shimon argues. Reb Shimon says, no, the trade deadline for Chaburas is not the shechita. Rather, it is Ad Yisraik as Adam. The trade deadline is the sprinkling of the blood. If they didn't yet sprinkle the blood of the Korban Pesach on the Mizbeach, it's going to be uh, permitted to switch groups. Says the Gemara, my Komashvalon, what is the Chiddush of the Mishnah? Now, what, what do you mean, what's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? So we're dealing with the first halacha telling us that you need to have enough meat for everybody. What's that Chiddush? We know they need to at least eat. Even if um, you have 15 people, part of a Chabura, and all 15 jump ship, meaning you have the St. Louis Cardinals, Carbon Pesach team, and you have the Baltimore Orioles, Carbon Pesach team. If the entire team switches places, the St. Louis Cardinals players can all now be called the Baltimore Orioles players, and the Baltimore Orioles players, even if they all jump ship, are now called St. Louis Cardinals, meaning you don't need to have that one guy left behind. I recall when I was learning in Eritrell, there was a restaurant uh, I think El Gauchos had all-you-can-eat uh, buffet. All-you-can-eat buffet. The thing is, it's all-you-can-eat in one session. So the shtick that uh, some people would pull, um, unfortunately, I never had this chus to go there, but uh, the, the, the mices of El Gauchos are legendary. Yeah, how, you got to make sure that you get real bang for your buck. You ate more meat. You know, you, you have to make sure that the restaurant lost, Nevada. Now, you can't go there. So, you know, you go with six guys... And then all six start eating after 20 minutes to go for a walk around the block to make more space in their stomachs. But as long as four people are remaining, then two people could come back and then the next two could go out. And if you do that for six hours straight, you can mama sheet from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. All you can eat. Wow, yeah, you, you took advantage of the restaurant and everybody walks out feeling nauseous. Right? But in order for it to be considered the same meal, you needed to have people remaining at the table. You can't all pick up, go for a walk, and come back three hours later and say, oh, we never benched, it's the same meal, we want to eat some more. Can't do that. you got to have people left. Over here, says the Gemara, the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that even when an entire group was part of a carbon and then they switch, the other group takes their place, I call Beseder, that's fine. 
Okay, you're allowed to um, join a chabura or remove yourself from a chabura until the shechita, according to Tanakam. Amr Abay Abay says, Machlekes li Moshech. The Machlekes really is discussing when a person could leave a korban. The Rabbanon Sabri, the Tanakam, the Rabbanon hold, Niyais Misei, you got to be for the sheep. What does it mean? Michayaisei Diseh. That you're around from the time the sheep is alive. Rav Shimon Sabar and Rav Shimon says, Midahav Yosei Diseh, if no, it's just however the set is avali monais. But as far as being being a part of the group, being counted towards the sheep, everybody agrees that initially to register, you only have until the shechita. Okay. The question is, can I withdraw between the shechita and the zrika? The Amar Krog it says in the pasuk, according to the number of nefashos, and only afterwards does it say that you should be counted towards the shechita. Period. Tana mihachi. We learned in a brisa similarly. Nimnen umayshchem as yedeim imenu ad sheishachit. Alocha is a person is allowed to join a korban pesach and leave a korban pesach until it is shechted. Reb Shimon Aimer. Reb Shimon says nimnen ad sheishachit. They're allowed to be counted to a, to a korban pesach. You're allowed to join until the actual shechita. Umayshchem ad sheyizroi kadam. However, even though you're part of it by the shechita, you can still back out up to the time that the blood of that carbon is sprinkled, period, end of that Gemara. We now turn to Ahmed Bez and learn the third Mishnah of today's daf. Here's what happens. Very interesting Mishnah. Very interesting Mishnah. Ready for this? All of us here make a carbon pesach. All right? We all make a carbon pesach. What does that mean? The 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 sheep costs what? A hundred dollars. Okay? So let's say we're ten of us right now. We each give ten bucks. Seder? It comes time for the carbon Pesach, and I show up with my brother-in-law from Detroit. Who's that guy? I say, no, 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 I, I, I had him in mind. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, when I, when I, I had him in mind. I, I'm a part owner. So I had him in mind my brother-in-law. You guys didn't know about that. Only I knew about it. Okay? So I get 10% of this carbon. You could give me 10% of the meat. And I got to take my 10%. And if I have any guests that I promised are part of this Chabura, they're going to take from my 10%. I can't say, oh, there's another person included, and now let's split it up two more ways because I have two guests coming for Yom. If these guests didn't chip in for the carbon Pesach, I have to give them from my chilek. If you have a bnei chabura, who one of them will call, will say, fresses his face. He's an overeater. Doesn't stop eating. We're sitting around the Pesach Seder. 
And one guy just fressing and fressing. <laughs> and Shuldik's man, you know what are you doing over here? Kind of mishigas is this? Take take your portion and uh, sit off to the side. <laughs> go go away from the table. Go eat something and wait for Afi Kaiman. You know what I mean? What's going on? Me and I mean, do we say Matzi Yomar Le He could say, listen, I'm part of the Chabur. I could eat as much as I want. I don't want to eat the same thing. You're part of the Chabur because many people would join in. We didn't, we didn't know you planned on eating 90% of the animal. Well, we thought we were eating a cow. We didn't know you are the cow. Yeah, Here it's a sheep or a goat. What's going on? Toshma, come and listen to answer the Shiloh. A person includes other people in his chilek. Give him his percentage. They eat their amount. He eats his amount. My time. Don't we say, listen, you got you bought in 10%. If there's 10 people part of the Chabur, you bought in your 10%. And we don't got to give you more uh, just because you had a few other people in mind. And if you're going to say that, he can say that he's able to say to everybody else, uh, that, listen, you, you took me in. So, so then... We should look at this guy's guest as if he's the same person overeating. And we should be able to say, the same way I'm allowed to overeat, I'm allowed to uh, bring my guest along. And you can't limit me to my percentage. So, Amri, they said, light, day I shiny. Different people are, uh, different people is different than one overeating person. Okay, because even if um, the one of them was included, they could say to him, "We don't want, um, we don't want a, uh, a strange person, uh, somebody who we don't know, an unrecognizable person who is eating with us." Okay. Period. That's the difference between uh, one person overeating and somebody bringing along a brother-in-law slash friend as a tag-along. Period. The bottom line is right now we don't know the answer to our shaila of a overeating person. Toshmas, that's coming through from this Bryson. The shamish eats a kezayis of basar on the side of the oven. If he's smart, he should he should uh, eat. Okay, eat that meat where he is. And if they want to be nice to him because he's not allowed to move from place to place, should come sit near him and eat together. This the pin of Rabbi Yehuda, which seems to imply If they want to be nice, then that's what they should do. But they don't have to go to him. Why don't they have to go to the waiter? He should say, listen. You made me part of your Chabura. If this is where I'm stuck, you guys are all bound to that area. Why do we say that he's not allowed to force them? Says the Gemara, no, no proof from there either. Shiny Hasam, you can't prove from there that uh, that the rest of the Chabura is dependent on one person because the Amri Lay, everybody else could say to him, Kika Bilnach, when we accepted you as part of the Chabura, Adaita Der Tanach Kaman. We did it. So that you'd be able to uh, to wait on us, the mitzvah lan 
We thought you're going to be helping us and making our suda either, but to make it easier, but to make our suda more complicated, that we all know how to pick up our plates and move to you, like Kablunach. That's not why we accepted you. Period. Bottom line is, there is no answer to our Shaila yet. So let's keep trying. Okay? Here we go. Again, what's the Shaila? The Shaila is. If you have 10 people in a chabura and one guy keeps stuffing his face and he's overeating, are we allowed to tell him, uh, excuse me, stop eating, you, uh, you didn't pay for so much, okay? You have no right to that. So let's try to, uh, or, or do we say they have no right to say that? So Toshma, let's try to bring a proof from this, Bryson. If one of the Bnei Chabura is an overeater, they could tell him, take your portion and get out of here. Even if you have five people, stamazai, five people chip in for a meal. Listen, uh, we have five people and we all chip in for a big meat platter at a restaurant. We start passing around the tray. We get to the third guy. He takes the tray and instead of taking off the tray, instead of taking the meat that he wants, he takes the tray, makes that his plate, and passes on his empty plate to the fourth guy who chipped in. Says, uh, and Shuldix, where's the meat? Says, oh, we, we all chipped in. Uh, it stops by me. Stop. The buck stops here. Yeah? Literally. The buck stops here. I'm eating this. I will. Or do you say to him, uh, take your percentage. This platter costed $200. We're five chevra, 40 bucks each. You can't eat more than $40 worth of meat. Or does he say, we didn't say that. I can take as much as I want. And if I get five pastrami sandwiches and you get uh, one little uh, franken a wrap, eh, that's my decision. You can't argue on me. Says the Gemara, he can't do that. The halacha is, they could say to him, take your percentage and hit the road, Charlie. So you see from here that when it comes to Karim Pesach and one guy starts overeating, you should be allowed to say to him, Stop. What is that? Shema Yeah? You have a good proof. And what does it mean when we say not only is this halacha, but even on a regular Tuesday night when you have guys going out to a restaurant, people going out to a restaurant, you're allowed to say this. The price is giving a lemmy boy, lemmy boy, Pesach. That not only by a carbon Pesach, where you could say to him, Oh, you know why you're part of it? Because we need you to be part of the Chabura to make sure it's eaten. But we didn't take you on to, to overeat. Even on a regular, just going out to dinner, where they're not going to say to him, Oh, we only included you for a mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah. Still, they're able to say it to him, A guy starts eating a little too much. You're allowed to say to him, Take your portion. Take the amount that you paid, that you chipped in, and uh, please go sit off to the side. We don't plan on you eating anything else. Period. There's another Lashon of the Gemara to, to say that our original question a little different. The question wasn't really about an overeater, whether you're allowed to stop him. Rather, this is what our question was concerning the carbon Pesach. 
When you have ten people joining together, are you allowed to, we'll call it in our American terms, pre-platter the food and give portion control? Or are you not allowed to do that? And you have to put out the whole carbon and people take what they want. Buffet style. How was the carbon Pesach served? Pre-plated, I'll tell you what you're going to eat. Or buffet style, it's up to me. Toshma, come and listen. If one of them is uh, overeating, they can say to him, take your amount and go. Yadav Yafais in. Only if he's an overeater are you allowed to do that, but otherwise you can't pre-plate in a way where a person has no option to take more. Shmamina, Itaka have a proof from here that a Khabura needs to have the option to completely eat together. Okay, a story that uh, that took place. Rav Papa, Veravuna, Breder of Yeshua, Arivu Rifta, by the Dadi Rav Papa, and Ravuna, Breder of Yeshua. We're breaking bread together, okay? Um, this means that they were, they were going out for dinner together, okay? They were eating in each other's, somebody's house, whatever. They were eating together. Every time Rav Huna took a bite, Rav Papa took four bites. One for you, four for me. Amar Lei, Rav Huna says to him, Palagli, uh, excuse me, two for me, two for you. Not one for me, four for you. Amarlay, Kabiltam. Listen, we bought this together. I'll take what I want. So Rav Huna proved Rav Papa wrong from all these prices. And Rav Papa answered him all the answers that we gave. And then Rav Huna asked him, B'nei Chabura from a Chabura sitting in the carbon Pesach and Amar Lai Hasam da Amri Lai Kika Bilton Litikune Zvicha Same answers, right? The same back and forth and that no, they could say to him it's only because we need you for the carbon Ace Vei Sibailas She asked him about the the Sibailas Palag Lai Sort of Papa once he asked him about the Sibailas uh, the regular eating out where the Brisa says, you're allowed to say to somebody, listen, you, you, you can't take 80% of the food. Palagle. So Rav Papa said, okay, fine, you're right. Azal Ariv Bahadi Ravina. So now that Rav Papa shared his food with Rav Huna, Rav Huna couldn't eat that amount anyway. So he went and he shared the food with Ravina. Ada'achor Rav Huna, Rav Yeshua, Chada, Achor Ravina, Timnoya. Amar Ravuna said, papi balai chadi Ravina. He said, I prefer to have shared with Rav Papa instead of sharing with Ravina. A person who includes other people with him for his carbon Pesach and his carbon Chagiga. This again, this is referring to the Chagiga of Erev Pesach, okay? The extra meat. The money. That uh, that you know the extra money that that he gave to the chabura to include these people is chulin v'hamaycher aylasa yushlamav 
but a person who sells his it's not even considered a sale, okay? Because it can't be used for um, anybody else anyway. So it doesn't, uh, nothing happens, it, it, nothing, I'm sorry, not that it's not considered a sale. It doesn't help him at all. All the money that he gets needs to go for an ayla, which is a nidava. But you said nothing happened. Why does the money need to be used for a nidava if nothing happened? It's a fine for him. We don't want people selling these animals. It's not appropriate. And what, is it, what do we mean when we said whatever it is? This is true. Even when the animal itself was only worth four, the havu lechamisha, the guy gave him five. Afilu bahati yasera, even that extra coin, nami kansinu rabbanon. The rabbanon also knas that extra coin, and they say that you're not allowed to use it for anything else besides for a carbon nedava. We are up to Amar Ula. Three lines from the bottom of Paytas Amad Beis. This question is going to lead us very far, uh, is going to lead us a little bit down onto Tzadi Amad Aleph. So this is a good stopping point. We will hold it here. Again, we're up to Amar Ula, and we'll pick up Bez Hashem tomorrow, um, tomorrow for Daf Tzadi.